Hi, and welcome back. This is episode 15, Impression Management, Intentionally Attempting to Enhance What Others Think of Us. Okay, this is Skilling It. On this podcast, we discuss social-emotional skills and practical self-care ideas with a biblical basis and current research. Together, we can become the unique and amazing people God intended us to be. I'm Dr. Chris Wilson, your host. So, here's a question I can ask myself. What do I do to influence how others think about me? Yeesh. Listen, I want to read to you guys from Jesus Calling on, we're not quite there yet, but it's July 10th, but I just thought this was really appropriate. I'm not going to read the whole passage, but I do want to read some of it. Relax in my peaceful presence. Do not bring performance pressures into our sacred space of communion. When you are with someone you trust completely, you feel free to be yourself. This is one of the joys of true friendships. When you are tense or pretentious in relationships, I feel hurt. That is God speaking to us. When you are real with me, I am able to bring out the best in you, the very gifts I have, plant, I have planted in your soul. Relax and enjoy our friendship. <clears throat> so the Bible verse I'm going to start with is John 8:12. It says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So, impression management. Um, this is an interpersonal skill that affects us interpersonally, right? Intrapersonal skill that affects us interpersonally. So we're, today we're going to talk about what is impression management? Are Christians exempt? What are the consequences? How to become aware that we're engaging in it? And then, of course, some solutions. The links, I have a couple The first one is Insecure, Remember Whose You Are, which is a devotional by Rick Warren. Um, Impression Management, Considering Cultural, Social, and Spiritual Factors by Ashley Norris. And Abundant Simplicity, Discovering the Unhurried Rhythms of Grace by Jan Johnson. Of course, uh, Bible verses, right? So all of those are linked in the show notes if you want to read more about them. It's usually right here where I have a story about something. So I'm going to take just a minute to tell you that the things that I podcast about are things that I am working on or dealing with. And impression management is one. So I think there's things I do physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, interpersonally, you know, to cultivate the, (laughs) excuse me, to cultivate the persona um, that I want people to think, sorry, I have something in my throat, 
thoughts that I want people to have of me. So I'm working on it. Um, so this is really helping me. That's kind of my story for today. I know it's not exciting, but what is impression management? It is an active self-presentation of a person aiming to enhance his or her image in the eyes of others. Another way to put it is an act presenting a favorable public image of oneself so that others will form positive judgments. Hmm, ouchie ouch, okay. So it's completely self-focused, but I want to say and emphasize that it changes the trajectory of our conversations and interactions and can even shut relational doors when we engage in impression management. So let's look at what it looks like. According to Jan Johnson, it looks like trying too hard to make an impression. It is, she says, a form of insincerity and maybe even duplicity. Oh, that one's got me. It says, what you see is not what you get when you get to know the real me. Mm, And I threw in a Bible verse just to make that point sink in. This is Proverbs 19.5. A false witness will not go unpunished. There's more to that. And he who speaks lies will not escape. Okay. So what are the internal signs that we are engaging in impression management? There's a couple. Let's look at them. First of all, it can be exhausting um, because we're working against what is real. Being authentic is not hard. It may not form the greatest impressions all the time, but it's not exhausting. Um, another, another internal sign is lack of tranquility and authenticity. And then the one that I think is most poignant is the loss of peace we have when we're trying to um, kind of create a persona. Here's a question. Are Christians exempt from impression management? Answer, no. People can be compelled to be accepted spiritually to the point that they create an alternative spiritual persona. Now, on the one hand, they may eventually become that persona and become more Christ-like. But on the other hand, it could all be a charade to fool church people and it will have negative outcomes. Okay. Is everyone doing it? What about folks who are witty or friendly? So the truth is that some people are naturally witty and friendly. The difference is they use their gifts to show grace to others, not draw attention to themselves. Okay. So let's talk about talking too much. Uh, So let's look at remember the purpose of our conversations what we really want to do in a conversation is to be kind and to bless others not form impressions of ourselves not talk on and on and on about our daily activities which we tend to do more with family and friends probably 
because we're feeling more comfortable with them. But again, what are we doing when we're talking on and on? I did this, I did that, I got this, I got that, that, that. We're trying to form an impression, either that we're busy, we're important, or you know, you guys fill in the blanks. So what do you think so far? This is kind of a lot. Oh my goodness. Okay, when we come back, of course, I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about what's in it for me. We're gonna look at solutions to kick the impression management lifestyle and simple ideas for conversations. We are back and as promised, we're going to talk about what's in it for me. So there are some benefits to being aware of when we are engaging in impression management. Um, so moving away from this kind of behavior uh, makes us more like Jesus. Being aware builds self-awareness, obviously. We gain more tranquility and authenticity. Um, of course, there's better connections with others because they get to talk what is happening right now. And then you guys, I made up these two words, but they go together for me. So I'm going to say identity integration. What you see is what you get. And, and one of the benefits of that is it helps alleviate that exhaustion we feel from striving and trying to put on an image. And so also under that category is peace. Here I have Proverbs 12.3. It says, it is honorable for a man to stop striving. The second part says, any fool can start a quarrel. So we can extrapolate that that only has to do with conflict, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it has to do with striving in general, right? So let's look at some solutions. First of all, number one, know who you are in Christ. Um, so this is from Rick's devotional, which I have in the show notes. And um, so some of your identity, you were created by him. You are deeply loved by him. You are accepted by him just as you are. And he has a plan for your life. So when we know our identity, we feel the, uh, we feel, uh, when we, I'm sorry, when we don't know our identity, we feel the pressure to fit into the molds of others. This can be, oh my gosh, hazardous and it creates so much stress in our life, right? So number one, know who you are in Christ. Number two, know yourself. Remember last time we talked about our triggers. What are your insecurities? Take them to God. We often will act out when we're feeling insecure. And then we're going to look back and say, why did I do that? Please tell me I'm not the only one who does that. Ugh. Know yourself. What are your values and are you staying true to them? And what are your goals? So number one, know who you are in Christ. Number two, know yourself. Number three, I love this one. Be courageous. Jesus constantly did things that surprised others because he was free from judgment. He knew who he was. Um, 
I love that. Uh, he had, he, there was no pressure to meet the expectations of others. He served regardless of how it was perceived and he served from a position of strength. So in order to be courageous, <clears throat> you know, we, I've talked about mantras before. So create a mantra using Bible verses. I'm going to throw one out there. You could use it if you want. It comes from Psalms 139.14. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So the solutions, let me go through them one more time. Number, number one, know who you are in Christ. Number two, know yourself. Number three, be courageous. Mm, so what are you thinking at this point? Does this apply to you or are we thinking of other people that we feel strive to create impressions? Um, hopefully we're just focusing on ourselves because we can't change anyone else, but we sure can change us. So your practice for the week. I want you to pick something you feel comfortable working on. Um, number one is watch for times you may be acting out of character. This is so interesting, right? So we talked about those signs. I, I don't feel tranquil. I'm not at peace. I'm not being authentic. Um, see what's happening. Are you in a situation where you're uncomfortable? Listen. Lots of people, I have realized that I have a degree of social anxiety and um, I, I think a lot of people do, or maybe it's just me, but either way. So, you know, when I get with people, I sometimes act and say things that I really ask, like, why did I do that, right? <clears throat> so practice for the week, one, watch for times you may be acting out of character. Two, notice your, if you're the same in public as you are in private. And again, take note, what is happening? Why, what, why am I doing this? And then number three, mindful listening hints. Because it's in conversation when we do the most impression management work. Okay, so I have, a, guess what? I instead I'm going to read these mindful listening hints but I have also copied them in the show notes. I wrote them down for myself and I thought maybe you guys would like to have them as well. So let me go through them. When you're listening, make it your single point of focus. <clears throat> okay? So no multitasking. Don't consider your responses. Just listen. Listen openly non-judgmentally practice deep listening your whole body soul mind heart eyes ears everything's in and practice perspective taking particularly theirs we may not agree but if we try to understand where they're coming from it will help in the conversation and then the next one uh, is when it's our turn to speak Speak with awareness. So pause before speaking. Monitor your thoughts. Consider the effects of your words. And allow the other person time to respond. All right. That is, I love that. That is awesome. That really is mindful listening. So let me review your practice for the week. One, watch for times you may be acting out of character. Two, notice if you're the same in public as you are in private. And three, uh, 
try some of these mindful listening hints. I'm not going to go back over them because you guys can just go into the show notes and copy them and write them down. Keep them in your pocket. I don't know. The best quote of the week goes to Francis de Sales, who was a French bishop. He says, some people never make a gesture or movement without so much affectation that everybody is annoyed by it. Those who affect an artificial manner and do nothing in a natural way are very disagreeable in society. So next time will probably be around July 2nd or 3rd, and we're going to begin to look at creating meaningful connections. We'll look at the benefit of connections, um, and I'm going to focus on one particular thing that, uh, of course, I struggle with. Anyways, um, if this podcast resonated with you, please share it with someone you love. You can leave a message or rate this podcast. Um, I would love a five star, but I'll take whatever is honest. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. I'm thankful for you taking the time to listen. I'm done and you're skilling it.